Welcome back to another episode of our Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya, and today I am so excited and so honored to have a very special guest with us, Pastor Dana Blue. She is a powerhouse, fired up woman of God who loves Jesus, loves prayer, and has a passion for people and for the kingdom. So I just want to take some time to welcome you, Pastor Dana, to our podcast. It's a complete honor to be on with you. I so admire what you're doing and appreciate what you're doing for the body of Christ to bring prayer and, and conversations about prayer to the forefront. So thanks again for having me on. It is an absolute pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that you pastor alongside your husband and you both pastor Uncommon Church. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Amen. Um, I am affectionately called Co-Pastor Blue, um, specifically because I do work alongside my husband as we pastor a new church plant in the city, Uncommon Church. Um, But in function and in my calling, I serve and function as a prophet um, to the body of Christ. And that is primarily um, where the gift of uh, prayer and intercession comes from. But we'll talk a little bit later about that. But um, yes, I'm a mother of, of girls, a house full of girls. And um, and just excited about um, prayer and, and pursuing and fulfilling that calling to as well alongside of other soldiers in the um, body of Christ like Latoya to just help people to um, identify uh, with, with their calling for prayer um, as well as to push the narrative about prayer out towards the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. And I think that um, just you have so much, so much uh, as far as that um, just prophetic voice and prayer. And I just learned so much from you. So it's an honor to have you on the podcast as well. And I want to start with just talking about intercessory prayer, because a lot of times we hear that term, but we're not really familiar with what that means. So can you talk to us a little bit about what intercessory prayer actually means. Absolutely. So um, this is one of the things that, of course, we can't talk about all day, but I'm going to try to give us um, some highlights and just some thought processes regarding intercession. Because when we see the word intercession, it simply means to serve as a mediator, to stand in the gap between heaven and earth. And a lot of times, um, most of us, realize that you don't see the word intercessor per se um, um, listed or the, the gift or the gift of intercession rather listed in the Bible like under the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit but what happens is the reason why is conceptually intercession is listed throughout the Bible um, um, you see the people of God you see Elijah you see um, you see David you see Paul and Silas James and Peter people throughout the Bible that whatever they were doing in their assignment God had always given them the, the, the ability and the authority and the grace to stand before him and to speak on behalf of a people. Uh, that was the, That is the primary assignment and role of a prophet, of a pastor, of, of anybody that operates in the fivefold ministry gifts, but primarily um, the, the prophets um, are, are, should be operating most strongly in this identification with intercession. And so um, when you look at it, it is it, it's almost like is similar to the ministry of help but in a in a different context because it it is 
something that not only should be considered a gift and a ministry, but every believer at some point in time, regardless of whether or not they know it, they are interceding. You're, if you pray for somebody, you've interceded on their behalf. You went before God, you went before the courts of heaven, and you spoke to God regarding someone's situation and said, Lord, you know, help us. Let your will be done. That is intercession. So what I like to look at it more than saying, um, getting in the debate about whether it's a spiritual gift or who should be interceding, I like to look at it as there's different levels of intercession and then there's that general level that every believer should be doing all the way to maybe if we wanted to characterize at a deeper level, there are those who have this specific passion and burn to literally pray for hours on end sometimes for people. They they get assignments um, from God. They hear from heaven, and they hear names, and they hear entities. They hear countries, and they hear different things that come into their spirit, and they're called to pray, and they have a grace more so than someone who is just a believer in the, in, in the body of Christ who just says, Lord, help us. Uh, God, I'm praying for them to someone who says, God, I hear you speaking about Russia, and God, I need you to begin to move in that region. God, I hear that this is about to happen. And that person is someone who God has identified as one who stands in the gap on a continuum with a grace, with an anointing, with authority, with a power, with an impetus to stand before him and pray and speak the mind of God. And so they, they are strategic. And, and, and intercessors, not only are they strategic, but when you have that gift and that ministry operating in your life, then, then compassion and, and love, integrity, because intercessors can't share everything that they hear in the uh, prayer closet. There's boldness and there's persistence. And so um, so we, we see intercession and we see that gift. But one thing that I, before I close um, in answering this specific question, one thing more so that we can identify with, um, like I said, when we look at the general level of intercession and we talk about one who is just simply... Uh, standing in the gap as a believer in the body of Christ, and then we look at someone who is specifically called. More so, the better um, way to denote what that looks like is the Bible speaks heavily about the watchman. And the watchman is one that now, like I said, at that greater level of intercession, um, um, has been given an assignment and an ear to the heart of God and, and, and their mind connects with the mind of God to hear from heaven and so in Ezekiel 33 and 7 it says so you son of man I have made your watchman for the house of Israel therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me and so um that gets into a greater level because the watchman now in the Old Testament, in, in those scriptures that, that um, refer to it, it, they're considered somebody that is able to look out. They see mm -hmm. far ahead. They see they would sit on the mountain and they could look from into the city gate and they would see far off what was coming down the road. And so now mm. in the in the spirit realm, a watchman is one who can see. They can sit in their churches and they can identify what's coming down the road. And they begin to say, no, no, devil, not today. 
They begin to understand and hear that, that oh, my pastor is in need. Um, disunity is happening over here. Somebody is sick and afflicted over here. And they're able to sense that things are going on because they're standing in this place and watching on their assignment. And they let nothing go down on their watch. And so that is the level of intercession that God is now built, bringing back to the body of Christ where the watchmen are arising. And they're standing mm. on their posts. And they're prepared to see afar off and not to let anything go down on our watch. We see it and we cancel that assignment uh, with, with, with authority, with immediacy, uh, with, with, with great passion and, and, and faith, believing that God has given us the eyesight to be able to see what he's doing and to be able to go, uh, to go ahead and, and handle that, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, we got to handle it. So, Amen. Amen. That is so good. I mean, that that is so good. Oh my goodness! I, you can just keep going on that, but that is so good. Um, I love how you intertwine and talk about just the the prophetic, because as an intercessor, God does begin to show you things before they happen, or you have more of a keenness or awareness to the spiritual realm and spiritual authority and different things and and i love your perspective and and knowledge and wisdom on just different levels of intercession and so i want to encourage people that you know uh, wherever you are in prayer that if you take a place of selflessness and pray for other people that you are interceding and then for those of you that feel like god is calling you higher into intercession and you want to begin to see some of the things on god's heart that you would be positioned um, to hear what God is saying and to stand the ground and to watch and as you, you put to handle that. <laughs> so it's, it's Amen. true, we need to handle business in this hour. So um, that's amazing. That's awesome. I want to talk about just your story, Pastor, Danny, Pastor Dana, because um, you are just a, a powerhouse. I love hearing you talk and just the ministry that God has put inside of you. So talk to us a little bit about your story and intercession and how you got to this place of truly being someone that carries the heart of God, carries the, the voice of God up to this nation. So tell me a little bit about your journey as an intercessor. Amen. Um, the, my story, I when I look back over it, I think like most of us, once you get at a certain age and then you can kind of sit back from yourself and look at yourself, then you start to say, oh God, I get it. It's like how when, when we're growing up and our parents would say things and we're like, oh my God, they have no idea. And then like, right after you get out of college and it gets real, you're like, oh my God, they had every clue. They were right, I was wrong. Okay, okay God, I hear you now. And so, um, but when I look back at it, prayer was something that even from, and, and the prophetic even being birthed in me, um, it was always warfare in in that area and in that arena so I became somebody who was really um, intrigued by supernatural things and I would I would grasp towards supernatural things but they weren't necessarily spiritual supernatural things and then I would be like scared by it because I didn't understand and it was simply the enemy then trying to keep me out of my calling and take me to another direction because we know if you have a prophetic gift you're like you're borderline you could be psychic and into divination on one end or you could be right it's like the line is that thin and you've got to know how to walk in so what the enemy tries to do he tries to start early in getting you 
to to navigate and negotiate these different realms in the spirit that you have contact to but he knows that you have not matured enough to be able to understand the way wherein you should go and so I grew up a PK and um, I, I some of the things that were going on I was I was always tormented in my sleep severe night terrors and, and all these things but it was because like I said it was coming into this space of, of understanding and how to hear and how to see and um then later of course like most of us I, I just was like I, I I tell everybody when I got ready to go to school um to college I stood on the porch and I told the Lord I said Lord you stay here with my mom and my dad I'm going to college I really don't need you there because I'm about to show my behind for lack of a better word second time. <laughs> um, and so I did not invite God to go to college with me nonetheless he came anyway and he taught me immediately that there was nothing in my life that I would do without him and he showed me boldly he showed me quickly <laughs> And he made me aware immediately of who he was and who I was to be during that time. And so got filled with the Holy Spirit in college and um, and um, began to, about, around about um, 19, well, well, when I was 19, um, I, I, I heard the Lord say who I was to be and, and he began to, he had dealt with me with my calling before, but he got very specific and very loud and clear at this point in time. And growing up Baptist, um, I came to my parents and I told them what I heard. I said, you, you guys have always taught me to follow Christ, to hear his voice. And his voice is now saying that he has called me to be a prophet. He has called me to minister. And I don't know what that looks like for you guys. I don't know what it looks like for me, but I have to follow the voice. And so here we are um, 25 years later. And I can say that that calling has had to develop and mature. It has not been easy. It has, it has challenged everything in me. It's challenged the uglies in me. It's challenged the things in me. And it still continued to challenge those things in me. But from that point, the main thing that I identified before I went to try to figure out how to understand the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, the Lord started me to identify more so with prayer. The funny thing was that even when I was in high school, no matter where I went, even at, I, we could be at the club. If something went down, people would come say, Dana, will you pray? And I'm like, dude, we at the club. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did I get, how did I become so at the club? Um, it did not matter. When we were, like I said, as children, when we were messing up, I was always seen to be the intercessor for the group. In different <laughs> groups, they were like, let Dana pray. If Dana prays, we're not going to jail. If Dana prays, our parents are not going to kill us tonight. Dana, will you pray for us? And so I, I and then I, I realized that. And, um, and so it just, it became who I was. I, my name became associated with prayer. And it was because the function just suited my life. I had, that, that was what I was doing. I, I was called to pray. And so, um, by the time I really, um, when when we started to serve our leader, we served, um, I, I, in 1999, excuse me, and, and I'm going to make this in this, close this section here, but um, when I received my call, um, then the Lord connected me with a mentor, um, Beverly Smith. She's been my mentor from then till today. And then he also, uh, um, when my husband and I got married in 2001, um, we decided who at that point, what church we would go to. And we ended up going to, um, who is our pastor for over 20 years as well, Bishop Randy Borders, or going on 20 years rather. And um, 
both of them began to push, um, Bishop pushed more so the prayer and Apostle pushed more so the prophetic. And so he, after a while, identified, he said, listen, um, I want you to to start to go and to train other churches with corporate prayer. That was identified because when I came to the church, um, there was a season where I was pregnant and I was no longer working. Um, and I told Bishop, I said, the Lord told me to come to the church every day. Now, our church was 45 minutes from where we lived. And he was like, you're going to come every day? He didn't believe me. He's like, why would you come up here every day to pray? Like, you could pray at the house. I said, no, but the Lord said, come to the church. And so for a season, I don't know how many months, I came to the church, and I would just lay on the altar and pray. And he would come in, and he'd say, are you... Are, are you not hungry? Are you not? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And he said, well, you're still praying. I said, yeah, I'm fine. And, and, and so it took him after I did it consistently to be like, oh, you're really doing this. I'm like, yeah, this is what I've been assigned to do. I, I don't, I, I'm not hungry right now. When I get hungry, I'll go get something to eat. But I really, those things were not important because I was on assignment. And from that, then I started to, to, I took over the prayer ministry, and then we started um, training the believers um, on prayer. And um, I don't know that I really knew what I was doing, but God was giving me instructions. And so we trained, and then it started to to be um, that I went out and helped other churches with their corporate prayer. Um, And... That's how I built my first ministry, which was One Sound Prayer Ministry. And then that took a break for a long period of time. And then we started pastoring. And so we're trying to get back in it. And I've trained my intercessors, but I have to be honest. I haven't worked with them as hard as I've worked with other groups. And so that's something where I'm ready to toss that mantle and raise up somebody else to work in that area. But needless to say that most of us that are called to prayer or called to the prophetic, when we look back in our, over our lives, we'll see that God has always been shaping and informing us for a specific day where we arrive and are able to be um, 100% wholeheartedly um, aware of the gift that's on the inside of us and the fact that the, the reason that we can pray or the reason that we can endure is because we were graced for it. Now, as an intercessor now, I don't have the, the ability to pray as long periods of time as I did before, but what God does do is he's using me now in a different capacity and a lot of people will call and they'll just be like, can you open our service in prayer? Because he's using me to shift atmospheres, which is mm-hmm. another dimension of the prophetic and and, and awareness um, of that gifting, and then he's he's all, and in the interim, in between today and and over the last few years, um, equipping intercessors has been the goal, and will continue to be the goal. Um, um, is equipping intercessors. Amen. Let me just say I can testify to that because how we met. I mean, you totally came in and shifted the atmosphere, and it was like. From zero to 100 in under 30 seconds. I mean, you just came in with this presence, um, and and you could just tell that the spirit of God was upon you, and the whole atmosphere just completely shifted. So that is, is powerful. Like I love your story and your testimony because God is awesome and and it's amazing. And I think too for every person that listens to this podcast, it's for the most part all about prayer. So I know that you are talking to some intercessors and some praying people that are relating so much to your story, relating so much to 
just the call of God and answering that and the struggle and the wrestle with answering the call of God to be willing and confident enough to stand out when it's unpopular and to just be in tune with the heart of God and to what God is saying, especially now, you know, I think now more than ever, as we see the times and everything unfold and develop, it's so important and key that we um, stay connected to the heart of God and we follow his simple instructions. So you took the instructions of going to the church every day. And sometimes it's just that those simple instructions that require us to be obedient and so much fruit can come from that over the long run. So I just want to encourage somebody, if you're getting some simple instructions from God, you don't know how God will use that to develop you into who you are many years even from from now. So it's so important that you obey and, and be obedient to what God is saying to you. I want to talk to you about why prayer is so important um, in this hour, why you feel that prayer is so important. And in response to um, your call to raise up intercessors, at the end, I want to talk about where people can find you and your ministry um, if they want to be a part of that. But let's jump into why prayer is so important in this hour, in this, this day and age that we're living in. The main reason prayer and more so intercession is so important because at the at the end of the day, at the core of it, intercession saves lives. Intercession changes. Um, it changes things. It's that one construct that um, if, when we're praying, that means that we're, we're looking for prayer is simply an agent of change first and foremost. So that means that if we go to God in prayer, that what are we expecting? No matter what, we're expecting something to change. We're expecting for him to take what is now our current set of circumstances to engage himself in it. And then the outcome be that now God is, as the God factor, sits in the midst of my situation, something has to change. So it's really this evoking the presence of the Lord and calling God into, in the midst of what's going on in our life. And so the outcome must must be that, oh my God, somebody's life is going to be changed as a result of this prayer. Prayer. Somebody's mm. going to be set free. And so we live in a time that so many people are enduring so many things and so many systems are out of place. And the kingdom of God stands, uh, is at hand and stands to be the change agent that comes in the midst of all of these things and argues uh, the point that heaven is required. <laughs> oh my God! It, it, we argue the point, yeah. meaning that that we have to that that we're standing and saying, "Hey guys, listen! What we need is God in the midst of all of this." And and, and so so intercessors are, are we're sitting here and we're seeing what's going on, we're seeing what's happening, but until we pray. Right. This is my people who are called by my name. Listen, he, he's already identified. I'm looking for a people that are called by my name, that wear my mark, that, that, that right. I have identified. If those people will get on their face and begin to seek me, if they just humble themselves, if they would just begin to, to, to speak on behalf of a people and speak on behalf of a nation, to speak on behalf of policies, laws, and procedures. If they would begin to speak, then surely I'm going to hear from heaven and I'm going to heal the land. That's the outcome. And so right. 
that's the necessity of prayer. It's first of all because God requires it as a, a, a construct of kingdom authority. He requires us. He could do anything that he wants to. He's all powerful. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He, he's all of these things. And he can move his hand. He could change situations at the drop of a hat. But what he does is he requires for his people to engage heaven. And to now begin to speak those things that be not as though they were. And now to begin to call forth those things that are, are in heaven that's according to his will. And to bring those things down to the earth realm. And so that's the importance of prayer. And the reason that we need it is, of course, because we live in a dying world that needs to be changed and needs to have experienced the power and the influence of God. And so he set us up. In, in our authority as ambassadors in the earth that have the privilege and the honor to do just that. And so, um, um, so that's, that's what, that's what we've got to see prayer as, as, as this great opportunity for us to change things, to make, to, to, because I think what happens a lot of times too, though, is we end up using prayer more to try to change people. <laughs> and um, if we can intercede on that behalf, Lord, you know, help little Johnny to, 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 to be better in this area. Help help little Sally to get this together. And we do pray like that. That's how our grandmothers pray for us. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and our um, elders pray for us. And then that prayer ended up catching with, up with us later. And But at the same token, sometimes we're trying to change boyfriend and we're trying to change wife and husband in a way that is anti to their will. And so we're spending our time, we're spending our time so much trying to change people that we have to understand and identify how do we pray the will of the Lord for their life because God is going to honor their will. And so in intercession, there's laws that we have to appropriate as well. And and one of the things about, and I just have to stop here and say that because that's one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn is, is what is legal for me to pray. When I stand as an agent in the courts of heaven, what can I say regarding a situation? Because a lot of times, especially, we're still thinking from our perspective, what honors me the most? What feels good for me the most? What do I want to happen in this situation? And so in the last year or two, God has really been working with me about my heart and saying, listen, no, I need you to purify your heart so that you can see specifically and clearly what I desire in this situation. Not what you think is right. Not what you want that's best. And that place will challenge you so very deeply. Because it mm-hmm. takes years of, of, of us. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, one heart, one day of heart change. If, if that's, if the Lord can change a heart in a day, then that could be, you know, all it takes. But what I'm saying is most of the time we have built up our own culture within ourselves. We have our own identification of how things should be and what the what our worldview is based on how we the lens that we look through. And so intercessors in this day, the challenge that God is about to change your lens. And when he changes your lens, then he causes you to look through a different window of your soul and that and, and your spirit that is not um, or, or actually your spirit and not through your soul. And so that can unearth most of us at the point because now our prayer language has to change. <laughs> the things that we used to say, God will say, no, don't say that anymore. Right. And that place is challenging. So um, that, that, that is 
sum that up, prayer is necessary because our world needs it. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Because people Mm -hmm. need prayer. Um, Because change needs to be needs to be um, a, a change needs to happen um, in in every system and the kingdom needs to advance through the element of prayer um, you can find me on Facebook at Dana Blue Ministries I typically um, what I'm trying out um, I wasn't on Facebook for years because I've been in technology for so long I worked for Apple at home for years and so I just did not have the um, passion for anything that was social media or computer. Once I got off of work, I knew that if I did that, I would not be able to uphold my family and be the wife and the mother that I needed to be because I would be distracted. And so finally, the girls are older and I finally got on Facebook. But I don't use my personal page as much um, as my ministerial stuff. I'll post flyers and stuff out there, but I put, and I'm still not 100% where I need to be in my Facebook page, a ministry page, and, and um in really helping people the way that I should. I'm going to do, um, in upcoming, I'm going to do some training and do some lives and stuff more so on Facebook. But you can find me at Dana Blue Ministries. Um, um, there you'll find uh, what we're doing. And then if you inbox me um, and, and if you, there's more things that we're, you want to learn about intercession, I'm in the process of what as well as restarting um, what I call the company gathering. And the company gather, gathering comes from um, 1 Samuel 10, 10, where Samuel was amongst the prophets. And because he was amongst the prophets, I mean, Saul was amongst the prophets. And because he was amongst the prophets, um, he came out of that that instance that occurrence a changed man and people were able to know it when you come into the company of people who look like who who sound like who have the same language as you you come out a changed man because a lot of times as as prayer warriors intercessors psalmists levites minstrels praise and worship leaders that whole creative spectrum of the prophetic and of prayer um we have a different language we operate different than other people and sometimes people are just like ooh, like your mind you think like this we don't think like that over here (laughs) and so but when you come into a company of people that are like that there is this energy there's this synchronization there's this deposit and passion and energy that continues to help you to to strengthen and undergird your gift and and to not to feel so isolated and alone as many of us can feel as intercessors as watchmen as um prophets the shamar prophet is actually the shamar um refers to the Profit as a watchman, and so that element. So I'm, I'm grabbing for um, again the prophets, the intercessors, the the mm-hmm. the, um, um, the uh, worship leaders to begin to gather together. Um, there we advance and then there'll be training and teaching to just come together and find a space where we can fellowship. Um, and just hear each other's hearts. Just talk through some things. Just love on one another. Encourage and strengthen one another. And equip and activate. And so um, the company gathering is on its way. Um, I just wrote a book that um, I wrote it in December, but it's taken a long time. The enemy has been warring against it strongly. But um, I Am Revival um, hit the shelves really soon. So also Yay. check me out on that. So, yeah, we want to talk about um, revival but not just revival as the service where you got your favorite evangelist and then we have a good service and we roll on the floor and then we eat chicken afterwards, but rather revival being um, 
if you have understood it yet, my, one of my favorite words is construct, but revival being a construct of heart change. That revival's got to start within. And, and, and when we get revival within, as believers, then revival without, outside of the four walls of the church is going to be like, yeah, everything. Because God yeah. is looking to change the hearts of men and to revive us from the inside um, first, uh, inside out. So I am revival. So please let me. In the show real soon. Let me know where to pre-order because I cannot wait. <laughs> Um, as you were talking, I was just shouting on the inside. I mean, this is so rich, Pastor Dana. It's so rich. It's so good. I uh, can't Thank wait you. to get your book. Cannot wait. So we'll be sure to post the link in Claire's reading. I want to thank everyone that has listened to this episode. If you're like me, you're going to go back and listen a few times. Take some notes. There's so many nuggets that you can chew on, live on. I want you to stay tuned. We have some more coming. And make sure you follow us at Prayer is Breathing on the gram. You can also catch us on Facebook at Prayer is Breathing in our Facebook group. We also have a new Facebook page. If you want any prayer apparel, uh, prayer is my weapon, prayer works. You can check us out at awakechristianclothing.com. And if you are following our page, I'm going to post some more stuff from um, Pastor Dana as far as Continuing, if you know that you want to uh, just be a part of the community gathering or any and everything that we talked about. I enjoyed this episode so much. Um, I could hear you forever. I mean, it went back so fast to me. I just want to thank you so much for being on my podcast. I know that I would love to have you back. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. Yes. I'm going to get you back on here pretty soon. All right. God bless you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> All right. And it's Uh, been an honor. Thank you as well. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Bye-bye. God bless.